How are you doing today, viewer? Welcome to episode number 14 of Broad Sports. As always, I'm your host, Kevin Cohn, and I am super excited to be delivering this episode to you. We are going to go right into my weekly segment of the top 25 and my NFL picks of the week. Let us start off with the top 25. There were a lot of changes in the top 25 this week, and a lot of them I do not personally agree with. There was 11 teams that moved down in the poll that didn't even lose. So they won their games, but they moved down in the poll. Especially also knowing that two teams that won were kicked out of the poll. Which doesn't make any sense to me, but they added in five new teams. And those five teams, four are from the Big Ten and one is from the Pac-12. As we have learned, the Big uh, excuse me, the Big Ten, not the Big 12. As we have learned, the Big Ten will be returning to play on either Friday, October 23rd, or Saturday, October 24th. It depends on some of those games. And they will play an eight-game regular season. And the Pac-12 followed soon after, saying that they will return to play with a seven-game regular season starting on Saturday, November 7th. I'm excited that the two Power 5 teams are back, so now all the Power 5 teams are going to be able to play. However... I don't like that they just added in, added them back into the play or into the top 25. Knowing that the Big Ten, they're not going to play for another three weeks. And the Pac-12 isn't playing for another five. They're not playing for over a month. Which to me personally does not make any sense. But let's dive into it. Kicking it off. The top two remain the same. The number one team in the country is still... The Clemson Tigers, they had a bye week this week, but they will be back playing a game this Saturday. And number two is the Alabama Crimson Tide. They had a big win on the road against the University of Missouri with a 39 or 38 to 19 victory over the Tigers. And they will have their home opener this weekend. The number three team in the country, they were number five, but now they are number three. That is the Florida Gators. They had an impressive win on the road in Oxford against the University of of Mississippi, or as most people call them, Ole Miss. The Rebels, they fought to the end. Yes, they still ended up losing by 16, but the Rebels had over 600 yards of total offense on the Gators. The Gators, on the other hand, they broke their single game record for total yards against an SEC opponent. And also, Kyle Trask, their quarterback, tied the SEC record for passing touchdowns in a game with six. And Kyle Pitts, their junior tight end from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I actually had the unfortunate luxury of playing against him in high school. I attended Archbishop Carroll. He attended Archbishop Wood. So we had seen each other on the football field. Would he remember me personally? No, he would not. But he still had an amazing game. He scored four touchdowns in the victory, which is an awesome accomplishment for him. I believe he either broke or tied the record for receiving touchdowns in a game for the University of Florida. That's an amazing accomplishment, Kyle. Congratulations. Especially knowing that he had five career touchdowns heading into this season, or six career touchdowns. He had one touchdown his freshman year, and he had five last year. And now he has four on the year. So now he is in double-digit touchdowns for his career. Congratulations, Kyle. At number four, they still remain the same. That is the Georgia Bulldogs. This team looked awful 
through the first two and a half quarters of their game against the University of Arkansas. They still came away with a 34 to 10, yeah, 34 to 10 victory over the Razorbacks. But when you're down seven to five at halftime against Arkansas, there's definitely something wrong with your team, Kirby. And I know that you have a big quarterback issue. You don't know whether you're going to start Matt uh, Mathis or you're going to start JT Daniels, the USC transfer, who he just got cleared to play. So we'll have to wait and see. But if you're going to struggle with Arkansas, this this next game this week is not going to be an easy one. This this team had their game, unfortunately, postponed back on Saturday against Wake Forest, but they moved up from number seven to number five, and that is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. It's awesome to see the Irish back in the top 25. This is the first of the Big Ten slash Pac-12 teams that will just sit there and literally, literally sit there for three weeks and just waste a ranking, basically. That is the number six Ohio State Buckeyes. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited that Big Ten's back. But they're not playing for three weeks. So what are you going to do? You're just going to let them sit there for three weeks and just take that spot when there's probably teams at the current moment that deserve that spot more? It's a little ridiculous. At number seven, this team was not tied for eighth in the country, but they got a big 29-13 victory over the University of Kentucky and moved up one spot to number seven. That is the Auburn Tigers. They got a big game this week that can definitely boost up their college football playoff resume. Resume. God, I don't know why I had a little bit of a brain fart saying that word, but this game coming up this Saturday will definitely boost their resume if they can come away with a victory. At number eight, this team was number 12 in the country back on Saturday, but after a huge win against in-state rival Florida State, the Miami Hurricanes jumped from number 12 to number eight. It's awesome to see Miami back in the top 10. This team is a very, very good team. You saw what they did against Louisville and against Florida State. They're very talented. I would not be surprised if they finished top five in the ACC. Matter of fact, maybe even top three. A team that was tied for eighth, but unfortunately moved down, even though that they had a hard-fought overtime victory back on Saturday. That is the number nine Texas Longhorns. Don't get me wrong. That was an amazing victory that they had. They had a come-through-behind victory against Texas Tech. They were down by 15 with less than three minutes left, forced overtime, and won the game in overtime handily. However, that was a tough one to say that you came back and won on them. It's Texas Tech. That's not that's really gonna hurt their resume to go for the college football playoff, especially knowing that they struggled with an FCS squad in Houston. Texas Tech struggled with an FCS squad in Houston Baptist, only beating them by two points. So it's a win, but it's not a favorable win. This team is another Big Ten team that will sit for a while. Don't get me wrong, I love this team. They come from my home state. That is the Penn State Nittany Lions. I've always grown up loving Penn State. I'm excited to see them in the top 10. But for right now, that spot's also being wasted since they will not play for another three weeks. At number 11, this team jumped up from number 13 to number 11 after a big victory in Greenville against the Pirates of East Carolina. That is the the University of Central Florida Knights. They will return home this weekend to play their home opener, but yeah, they definitely had a big victory, so they deserve to be just outside the top 10. This team, unfortunately, had another game postponed, or I believe they had a bye week, so they moved out from number 11 to number 12. That is 
the North Carolina Tar Heels. They will be back this week to play. So I'm excited to see what they do. They're definitely hungry for a game. This team was another team that moved down even though they won, but it wasn't a pretty win. That is the number 13 Texas A&M Aggies. They were ranked number 10 last week, but after a struggle, struggle victory against Vanderbilt, they moved down to number 13. And they have a really big game, a really big booster game if they come away with that upset. I don't think that they will. But the game this week, if they play like they did last week, they're going to get killed. Another one of the Big 12 or Big Big 10 Pac-12 teams that will just sit there. This is the only Pac-12 team. That is the number 14 Oregon Ducks. I get why you added Oregon back into the top 25. They definitely deserve to be in the top 25. Just not right now. It is not appropriate for them to be in there knowing that they're going to sit there for five weeks. Another team that moved down because of a loss, even though they handled the Army of Black Knights last week at home, they moved from 14 to 15. That is the number 15 Cincinnati Bearcats. I did not think that they were going to do well against the triple option since they rarely ever see it, but they did really well and got a huge victory over the Black Knights of Army. I don't know why they moved down. My personal opinion, I think they should have moved up. At number 16, this team wasn't even in the top 25 last week, but they got a big road victory in Baton Rouge. That is the number 16 Mississippi State Bulldogs. Wow, this team this team looks pretty good. I mean, they're not perfect. No team is perfect. Every team has their mistakes. You've seen it with Alabama. They're very talented, except the last few years they've had their struggles at kicker. That's their main struggle. But Mississippi State, this was Mike Leach's head co- Mike Leach's head coaching debut in Starkville. Got a big victory against the Tigers of LSU. And it was also impressive. KJ Costello, the Stanford transfer. This was his first game as an SEC quarterback. And in his first ever game, especially knowing where he did it in Death Valley at Tiger Stadium, he broke the SEC record for passing yards in a game with 623 yards on that LSU defense. So now he holds the SEC record, but he was just 111 yards short of tying Patrick Mahomes' NCAA record with 734 yards that he did against Oklahoma in 2016. Another team that moved down because of a loss, that is the number 17 Oklahoma State Cowboys. They beat West Virginia by 14 points, but the polls still moved them down from number 15 to 17. That is a little ridiculous. This is the first team that actually moved down to the polls because of a loss. They were number three in the country last week, but they had a bad, bad loss at home against uh, Kansas State. That is the number 18 Oklahoma Sooners. This is a really bad loss on their resume, and I mean it. This is really bad because... They were up 35-14 to 14 at one time in the game. And Kansas State came back, scored 24 unanswered points, kicked a game-winning field goal with four and a half minutes left. But here's Lincoln Riley. He's a great coach, but he did not have at all the smartest strategy when it came to the game last Saturday, especially the last four minutes. You punt the ball on fourth down 
I believe on your own 40, you punt the ball with three minutes left. You give Kansas State the ball. Then you waste your last time out of the game with two minutes and 49 seconds left. Now all Kansas State has to do is basically run out the clock on you guys, and they win. They ran out the clock to about a minute left in the game. They punted the ball back to you. And on the second play of your drive, Spencer Rattler throws his third interception of the game, which sealed the deal for the Wildcats. That's a really bad loss on your resume. That will definitely come back and haunt you, especially if you are in prime position to make the college football playoff. If you're just looking at that four seed, yeah, if you're just looking at that four seed, that loss to Kansas State will definitely hurt you, especially knowing that Kansas State lost their opening game of the year to Arkansas State, a Sunbelt team. That is a very bad loss for the Wildcats. And now that you just lost to the Kansas State Wildcats, that's a bad loss for you. Our second to last Big Ten slash Pac-12 teams to just sit there for a few weeks. It is the number 19 Wisconsin Badgers. I'm excited to see what they do in Madison when their time comes. Another team that moved down because of a loss is the number 20 LSU Tigers. They LSU didn't look horrible in the game. Don't get me wrong. Yes, they still came away with the loss. Yes, it was a double-digit loss. They lost by 10 points. But they were not horrible in that game at all. Miles Brennan was a really good quarterback. I think that Jamar, Jamar Chase opting out really did hurt his confidence a little bit. And also, that LSU defense is actually pretty good. But KJ Costello literally just destroyed their secondary because also Garrick Stanley was hospitalized with an injury or not with an injury, with an illness. It was not COVID-19, thank God, but he has been released. I think he will be in the game this week, but I think not having Stanley for that game against Mississippi State definitely hurt that LSU secondary. I mean, they did have two picks on Costello, but he still threw for five touchdowns and 623 yards. And you guys, and the LSU Tigers, they became the first defending national champions to lose the season opener since the University of Michigan. Yes, Tom, I believe it was Tom Brady's senior year. The University of Michigan lost their season opener against Notre Dame in 1998. They're the first team in 22 years to be the defending national champion and lose their season opener. Moving on to the final five, at number 21, this team also moved down even though they won. And that is the number 21 Tennessee Volunteers. They had a hard-fought victory last week in Columbia against the Gamecocks of South Carolina. They were actually lucky enough to come away with the victory. South Carolina looked like they were going, they were poised to drive down the field, but a muffed punt that Tennessee recovered caused Tennessee to get the ball back and to just kneel the clock away as South Carolina had no timeouts left. So Tennessee escaped Columbia with a victory and they will return home this week for their home opener in Neyland Stadium. At number 22, another team that moved down, even though they won, that is the BYU Cougars. They had a big win at home last week against Troy. I don't know why this team moved down. That's just me. Our final Big Ten Pac-12 team that will sit there for a few weeks is number 23, Michigan. This year is definitely Harbaugh's last straw. I think if they don't win the Big Ten East, I think Harbaugh is out of Ann Arbor. 
you've seen, I mean, he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. He's led them, I believe, to winning seasons every single year as the Michigan head coach. However, I believe he's around 500 against Penn State. He might be four and two, maybe three and three or three and two. He has not beaten Ohio State yet, and he's around 500 against Michigan State. He has not done well in the rivalry games. I think this is his last straw. Another team that moved down, even though they won, that is the number 24 Pitt Panthers. They were ranked number 21 in the nation last week, but they moved down, even though they won a hard-fought game against the University of Louisville. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And finally, this team had their game postponed, but they still were able to stay in the rankings. That is the number 25 Memphis Tigers. They were ranked number 17 last week, and they dropped down to number 25. Teams that dropped out of the rankings. Marshall had their game postponed. They dropped out of the rankings. Number 24, Louisville, lost to number 21, Pitt. They dropped out of the rankings. Number 23, Kentucky, lost to number 8, Auburn, last week. They're out of the rankings. Number 22, Auburn, or Army, excuse me, lost to number 14, Cincinnati. They're out. Number 20, Virginia Tech, however, beat North Carolina State by 21 points, 45 to 24, and you kicked them out of the top 25? To me, that doesn't make any sense. And also, you kicked out number 19, Louisiana Lafayette, even though they won their game against Georgia Southern. Yes, it was on a game-winning field goal, but they still won. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Those are the rankings, folks. Now let us get into our picks. Before I start these picks, though, happy October, everybody. I'm recording this on the same day. It's going to be released Thursday, October 1st, 2020. Happy October, everybody. It is now officially spooky season. On Friday, October 2nd, tomorrow night at 9 p.m. on ESPN2, we've got the 2-0 Louisiana Tech Bulldogs traveling to Lavelle, Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah, to take on the number 22-ranked BYU Cougars. The Cougars are favored by 24 points, and the over-under is 55-and-a-half. I'm going to take the Cougars in this matchup. I don't like fussing with the spreads in colleges, as those are actually, in my opinion, I think harder to calculate than the NFL, especially knowing that there are a lot more games than the NFL season, so let us see what happens. Our first game for Saturday, October 3rd, is at noon on the ACC Network. That is the 1-1 one and one North Carolina State Wolfpack. They came off a really bad loss last week in Lane Stadium against the Hokies of Virginia Tech. They will travel up north to Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to take on the number 24-ranked Pitt Panthers. I'm going to take the Panthers in this game. But for any of you that like Vegas, they are, Pitt is favored by 14 points. And the over-under is 47.5. I'm going to take the Panthers in this game. At 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC, we've got the 1-1, one one, number 18th-ranked Oklahoma Sooners. They come off a bad loss last week at home to Kansas State. They will hit the road and go to Ames, Iowa to take on the one-on-one Iowa State Cyclones. I'm going to take the Cyclones in the upset. I don't know. I just don't trust Spencer Rattler. I think 
I, it's just really hard to say that I trust Spencer Rattler. I mean, he had four touchdowns in their game against Kansas State, but he threw three interceptions, and four and three does not look as impressive as four and zero or four and one. I'm going to take the Cyclones in that game. For the Vegas stats, the line, the Sooners are favored by seven points, and the over-under is 62-and-a-half. At 7.30 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network, we've got the number 20-ranked LSU Tigers. They're coming off their loss at home to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. They will travel. They will hit the road and head up north to Nashville, Tennessee, to take on the 0-1 Vanderbilt Commodores. I think the Tigers will bounce back. But looking at this spread, I think Vanderbilt will cover, especially knowing how big their spread was last week. The Aggies of Texas A&M, they were favored by 31 points against Vanderbilt, and they only beat them by five. That's a huge spread. So I think the Commodores covered the spread. For any of you that know, that don't know what the spread is, the Tigers are favored by 21 points in the over-under. It's 50 and a half. Give me the Tigers. At 8 p.m. Eastern on the ACC Network, we've got the 1-0 Virginia Cavaliers coming fresh, hot off a come-from-behind victory against the Blue Devils of Duke at home. They will hit the road and head to Memorial Stadium where they will take on the number one-ranked Clemson Tigers. It is a rematch of last year's ACC championship game. I'm going to take the Clemson Tigers. I don't even think that this contest is going to be close. Tigers are favored by 28 points, and they have an over-under of 55 points in this game. I'm going to take the Tigers. At noon on ESPN, we have the University of South Carolina 0-1. They are coming off a heartbreaking loss at home to the University of Tennessee. They will hit the road and head to Gainesville to take on the number three Florida Gators in the Swamp. The Gators, they're favored by 17 and a half points, and the over-under is 57 and a half. I'm going to take the Gators in this game. Gators are really, really talented. However, I would not be surprised if the Gamecocks did cover that spread because they're going to play pissed off, especially knowing the fashion that they lost last week on a muffed punt. I think that they will definitely play extremely pissed off, and they'll cover, but they won't win. At noon on Fox, we have the 0-1 TCU Horned Frogs coming off a bad home loss last week against Iowa State. They will hit the road and head to Austin, Texas to take on the number nine ranked Texas Longhorns, who are 2-0, coming off a big come-from-behind overtime victory against the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. The Longhorns are favored by 12 points, but the over-under is 63. I'm going to take the Longhorns to win, but I think the Horned Frogs will cover that 12-point spread. That's just my personal opinion. At noon on the SEC Network, we've got the 0-1 Missouri Tigers hot off a loss at home to the University of Alabama. They will hit the road and head to Knoxville, Tennessee to take on the number 21-ranked Tennessee Volunteers in Neyland Stadium. The Volunteers are favored by 11.5 points, and the over-under is 48.5. I'm going to take the Volunteers to win this matchup against Missouri. At 3.30 p.m. Eastern on CBS, we've got the number 13th ranked Texas A&M Aggies fresh off a hard-fought definition of hard-fought victory 
against Vanderbilt. They will hit the road and head to Tuscaloosa to take on the number two ranked Alabama Crimson Tide in Bryant-Denny Stadium. The Crimson Tide are favored by 17 and a half points with the over-under being 52 and a half. I don't even think this game is going to be a contest. I have the Alabama Crimson Tide. I think they'll definitely cover that 17 and a half point spread. I think if Texas A&M comes out with the same squad that they had last week where there was no energy whatsoever, Alabama should beat this team by 25 to 30 points. I'm going to take the Crimson Tide. At 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC, we've got a team that hasn't played in a few weeks, the number 12 North Carolina Tar Heels. They'll head up north to Boston, or I'm sorry, Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, to take on the 2-0 Boston College Eagles. The Tar Heels are favored by 14 points, and the over-under is 54.5. I'm actually going to take the Eagles in the upset. At 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+, Plus, we have the... One and one South Florida Bulls. They will leave Tampa and head up to Ohio to take on the number 15th ranked Cincinnati Bearcats. The Bearcats are favored by 21 points, and the over under is 47. I'm going to take the Bearcats. At 3:30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, we've got the seven, the number 17th ranked 2 and 0 Oklahoma State Cowboys, fresh off a win at home against the University of West Virginia. They will head to Lawrence, Kansas, to take on. The 0-2 Kansas Jayhawks. Oklahoma State are, is favored by 21.5 points, and the over-under is 54. I'm going to take the Cowboys in this game. I don't. Kansas has been among one of the worst college football teams in the last 20 years, except for that 2007 season when they won the Orange Bowl. They have not had much success. I mean, they did beat a good Power 5 team in Boston College last year, but... They've lost to Coastal Carolina two years in a row. Yikes. Get your priority straight, Kansas. At 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2, another team that has not played in a few weeks, we've got the number 25 Memphis Tigers heading to Dallas at President Gerald Ford Stadium. That's right, I said president since he was a United States president. To take on the 3-0 SMU Mustangs. The Tigers are favored by 2.5 points. And the over-under is 74.5. I'm going to take the Tigers in this game. It's going to be hard fought for sure. But I'm going to take the Tigers to beat the Pony Express. The Mustangs, they could win. But I just think the Tigers are a better team. At 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. We've got the, we've got the Deep Souths oldest rivalry. We've got the number seven Auburn Tigers who are fresh off a win against the University of Kentucky. They will head to Sanford Stadium in Athens, Georgia to take on the number four ranked Georgia Bulldogs who are also 1-0 coming off a win against the University of Arkansas. The Bulldogs are favored by six and a half points and the over-under is four and a half. Honestly, I don't trust this Georgia team right now. Their quarterback situation still needs to be figured out. I'm going to take the Tigers in the upset over the Bulldogs. At 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2, we've got the 0-1 Tulsa Golden Hurricane heading to Orlando, Florida to take on the number 11th ranked University of Central Florida Knights, or UCF for short. The Knights, they are favored by 21.5, and the over-under is 72 points. I'm going to take the Knights in this game, but I think Tulsa will cover that spread. Tulsa looked really good against the against Oklahoma State. Yes, they still came away with a loss, but they covered their spread. 
I think they will cover this spread as well. And finally, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network alternate, we've got the 0-1 Arkansas Razorbacks coming off a loss at home to the Bulldogs of Georgia. They will hit the road and head to Starkville to take on the number 16th-ranked Mississippi State Bulldogs, who are hot off a victory on the road in Baton Rouge against the number 6th-ranked LSU Tigers. The Bulldogs, they're favored by 17 points, and the over-under is 69 Give me the Bulldogs in this game. I don't think it's even going to be close. The Razorbacks, they're another team. If you look at this team from a decade ago, they were one of the most competitive teams in the SEC West. And now they are a dumpster fire and among one of the bottom teams in the SEC. So those are my top 25 picks. Now let's dive right in to the NFL seat to NFL week number four. I had a terrible week last week picking games. I went seven and nine. I was, it's not terrible, but I would still rather prefer to go 500, go eight and eight instead of finishing with a losing record at seven and nine. So through the three weeks, I am at so 11 and five, seven and nine, and nine and seven. Sorry about that, guys. I'm just counting some math real quick for you guys. I am so I went nine and seven week one. I went eleven and five week two, and this week I went seven and nine. So I am at twenty-seven and twenty-one for the season. It's not horrible, but I still want to definitely improve on that record. So let's kick it off with the game that's happening tonight at 8.20 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. We've got the 0-3 Denver Broncos. They are coming off a loss at home to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They will head to MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and take on the 0-3 New York Jets, who are coming off a bad road loss against the Indianapolis Colts. The Jets are actually favored by one point and the over-under being 41. I understand why they're favored, because the Broncos, they're having some quarterback troubles. Drew Locke went down with an injury. Now they're on to Jeff Driscoll, and they don't even know, I don't even know if Jeff Driscoll is going to start, because they also have signed Blake Bortles in free agency. But I've been hearing news that Philip Lindsay might come back for tonight's game. So we'll have to see what happens there, but I'm going to take the Broncos in this matchup. Over-under is 41 points. I see this game most likely hitting the under, but it could hit the over, knowing that both these teams, well, at least the Jets' defense is not great. I think if, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Broncos, guys. There's no other explanation. And then starting on Sunday, October 4th at 1 p.m. on CBS, we've got the 1-2 Jacksonville Jaguars coming off a Thursday night football home loss to the Miami Dolphins, they will head up north to Cincinnati, Ohio at Paul Brown Stadium to take on the 0-2-1 New York, or excuse me, not New York. They will head to Cincinnati, Ohio and Paul Brown Stadium to take on the 0-2-1 Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are actually favored by three points and the over-under is 48.5. I think that will definitely hit the over of 48.5, but I just think the Jaguars are a little more talented than the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals team, they're good. Don't get me wrong. 
I think this team could definitely get around five wins this year, but I just think that Jacksonville is more talented right now. So I'm going to take the Jaguars in that upset, and I can't believe I am saying that the Jaguars were going to start the season 2-2. Two and two. I definitely thought this team would probably start 0-4, but so look at that. At 1 p.m. on CBS, we've got the 2-1 and one Indianapolis Colts coming off a home victory against the New York Jets. They will head to Chicago, Illinois, to take on the 3-0 Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. The Colts, their favorite by 2.5 points, and the over-under is 43 points. I'm taking the Colts in this game because the Bears, I'm excited that they've started Nick Foles, but they have not played a legitimate defense yet. They played the Falcons defense, which is okay, but not great. They played the Giants defense, which they survived by the skin of their teeth, may I add you. And they played the Lions defense, which is good, not great. The Colts is a legit defense. I'm taking the Colts. At 1 p.m. on Fox, we have the 2-1 Cleveland Browns coming off a win against the Washington football team. They will hit the road this week and head to AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas to take on the 1-2 Dallas Cowboys, who return home after a loss last week on the road in Seattle. The Cowboys, they are favored by 4.5 points, with the over-under being 56. As you guys know, I hate the Cowboys, but this team is definitely very talented. But, of course, I knew that this was going to happen. They're, they can't put their pieces together. It's primarily their defense because, I mean, Vander Esch is injured. I think Sean Lee's coming back from IR this week, but it's primarily that secondary, man. I mean, Calvin Ridley, yes, they got the victory against the Falcons, but Calvin Ridley absolutely destroyed that team week two in that secondary uh, Tyler Lockett ate up their secondary last week, scoring three touchdowns. I'm going to take the Browns in the upset here. I think OBJ and Jarvis Landry can definitely destroy that secondary. So give me the Browns in the upset of the Cowboys. At 1 p.m. Eastern on Fox, we've got the – I can't believe I'm saying this one either. We've got the 1-2 and two New Orleans Saints coming off a home loss on Sunday Night Football last week against the Green Bay Packers. They will hit the road and head to Detroit to take on the 1-2 and two Detroit Lions who are coming back to Ford Field after a road victory against the Arizona Cardinals last week to take on the Saints. The Saints are favored by four points, and the over-under is 54-and-a-half. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I think the Browns game will hit the over, and I think the Colts game will hit the over as well. Colts-Bears was 43, and Browns-Cowboys was 56. 54 and a half. I could see this game more likely hitting the under. And I'm going to take the Saints in this game. At 1 o'clock on Fox, we've got the 3-0 Seattle Seahawks who are hitting the road after a big home victory last week against the Dallas Cowboys. They will head to Miami to take on the 1-2 one and two, the 1-2 Miami Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium who are coming off a road victory on Thursday Night Football last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Seattle Seahawks, they are favored by 6.5 points, and the over-under is 53.5. I'm taking the Seahawks in this game, and I have it hitting the over. At 1 o'clock on CBS, we've got the 1-2 and two Los Angeles Chargers, who suffered yet again another home loss, again, this time against the Carolina Panthers. They will hit the road and head to Raymond James, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay, Florida, to take on the 2-1 and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are favored by seven points, 
and the over-under is 43-and-a-half. I'm going to take the Buccaneers in this game. I can't believe I'm also saying that the Bucs would start 3-1, and one, but here I am saying it. I'm taking the Bucs. At 1 o'clock on CBS, we've got the 2-1 and one Baltimore Ravens. They come. They are coming off a home loss on Monday Night Football against the Kansas City Chiefs. They will head up the beltway to Landover, Maryland to take on the 1-2 and two Washington football team. Baltimore is favored by 13. Yeah, the Ravens are favored by 13.5, and, and the over-under is 45.5. That game will hit the over. I think the Chargers-Bucks game will hit the under. I'm sorry I keep forgetting the over-under, guys. I will work on that. I think this game hits the over, and I think the Ravens absolutely murdered Washington. That's just me. At 1 o'clock on Fox, we've got the 2-1 and one Arizona Cardinals coming off a home loss last week to the Detroit Lions. They will head to Charlotte to take on the 1-2 and two Carolina Panthers, who are coming home to Bank of America Stadium after a road victory against the Los Angeles Chargers. The Cardinals are favored by 3.5 points, and the over-under is 51. This game will probably hit the over, and I'm going to take the Cardinals in this matchup. At 1 o'clock on Fox... This was a scary game for one of these teams. We've got the 0-3 Minnesota Vikings, who lost last week at home against the Tennessee Titans. They will hit the road and head to Houston and take on the 0-3 Houston Texans, who returned back to Energy Stadium after a tough road loss last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Texans, they're favored by 4.5 points, and the over-under is 54 points. I'm going to take the Texans in this game. They definitely have the better quarterback. But for the Vikings right now, they have their facility shut down because the Titans had multiple COVID-19 positive cases. So they are shutting their uh, facilities down until around, I believe, Saturday. They are doing it as a precaution. They currently have zero positive tests right now, which is good, but they're doing it just to be safe. At 4.05 p.m. Eastern on Fox, we've got the 0-3 New York Giants who are hitting the road after a home loss last week to the to San Francisco 49ers. They will take on the 2-1 Los Angeles Rams who returned to SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California after a road loss last week to the Buffalo Bills. They had an amazing comeback. They were down 28-3 at one time, took the lead. 32-28, but unfortunately the Bills scored another touchdown to secure a 35-32 victory over the Rams. The Rams, they are favored by 12 points, and the over-under is 48.5. I think this game might hit the under, but I am going to take the Rams over the Giants. At 4.25 p.m. Eastern on CBS, we've got the 2-1 New England Patriots who are coming off a home victory against the Las Vegas Raiders. They will hit the road and head to Arrowhead in Kansas City, Missouri, and take on the defending Super Bowl champions, the 3-0 Kansas City Chiefs, who are coming off a Monday Night Football road victory against the Baltimore Ravens. The Chiefs, they are favored by seven points, and the over-under is 53. I'm taking the Chiefs in this game. This game, for sure, will hit the over. I think the Patriots might be able to cover that spread, but I still think that the Chiefs will win the game. At 425 on CBS, we have the 3-0 Buffalo Bills 
coming off a home week, home victory last week against the Los Angeles Rams. They will head to Las Vegas, Nevada, and take on the 2-1 and one Las Vegas Raiders, who return to Allegiant Stadium after a hard road loss last week against the New England Patriots in Foxborough. The Bills are favored by three points, and the over-under is 53 points. I'm actually going to take the Raiders in the upset. I think the Raiders are definitely a team that will be pretty good. I did pick the Raiders last week against the Patriots. I didn't expect the Patriots to play that well. But I'm going to take the Raiders to bounce back at home. Now, one game that was postponed and will be played at a later time was the 3-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Last week, they won at home against the Houston Texans. They were supposed to head to Nashville this week, take on the 3-0 Tennessee Titans, who are coming back after we're coming back to Nissan Stadium after a road victory against the Minnesota Vikings. This game has been postponed until further notice after some positive COVID cases from the Tennessee Titans. They had The Titans have their facility shut down at the current moment. They were going to reschedule this game to be played either Monday or Tuesday, but now they will play it later in the season, which sets up some conflict knowing that the Steelers and Titans do not have the same bye week. The Titans have a week seven bye week, and the Steelers have a week eight bye week, so they have to try to figure that out. So that will definitely conflict with their schedules heading into later in the season. Sunday Night Football at 8.20 p.m. Eastern on NBC. We've got my birds, the 0-2-1 Philadelphia Eagles, coming off a home tie. A home tie against the Cincinnati Bengals. They will head to Santa Clara, California, to take on the 2-1 San Francisco 49ers, who are returning to Levi Stadium after a road victory against the New York Giants. The Niners are favored by seven points with the over-under being 46. This game hits the under. I think the Niners win. I think Kittle's back for this game. And my birds were just decimated with injuries right now. You guys can talk all the smack you want. I know. We're not as good as a team. We're not as good as we used to be. I know. I'm letting it sink in, and I'm not going to say anything. But, yeah, we're decimated with injuries, and these next three weeks are going to be a struggle for the Philadelphia Eagles, just saying. I'm going to take the Niners to win. I'm not saying that, oh, you picked the Niners to win? You're you're not a true loyal Eagles fan. No, I am a true Eagles fan. I'm loyal to the soil. However, I'm being logical. There's something called logic, and I'm being logical. I don't think that we're going to beat the 49ers. I'll be happy if we do, but I don't think that we are. And finally, on Monday Night Football, we've got the 0-3 at 8.15 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. We've got the 0-3 Atlanta Falcons, who blew yet another lead and lost at home to the Chicago Bears. They will head up north to Green Bay, Wisconsin, to take on the 3-0 Green Bay Packers, who returned to Lambeau after a big, big victory last week on Sunday Night Football in the Superdome against the New Orleans Saints. The Packers are favored by 7.5 points, with the over-under being 56.5. This game hits the over, and I have the Green Bay Packers to start 4-0. and Now, there's a reason why I haven't started with the standings yet. I will do the standings next week, because it's kind of too early, in my opinion, 
to talk about the standings, but yeah, next week will technically be a quarter of the way through. Next week is actually when the bye weeks are supposed to start, but for the Steelers and Titans, they're going to get an early bye week right now. So, yay! Oh, boy, that's going to be fun to figure out. (laughs) So those are my picks, guys. Please let me know what you guys think on Instagram and Twitter, at BroadSportsPod. This is going to wrap it up for episode number 14 of Broad Sports. I love doing this podcast, guys, and I couldn't do it without viewers like you, my friends at Anchor, and, yeah, just, just my loyal fan base. I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys make this possible. So with that being said, I hope you enjoyed episode 14. And this is, ep- this is your host, Kevin Cohn, signing off. I hope you have a wonderful day.